Real Estate Coaching Radio, America's number one trusted resource for realtors who demand authentic, real-time coaching. Starring award-winning real estate coaches Tim and Julie Harris. Get ready for unfiltered, full-strength honesty about what is truly working to get you into action and make you money in this new real estate boom. Now to our hosts, Tim and Julie Harris. Welcome back to Real Estate Coaching Radio. We are your hosts, as the lovely introducer guy, Tim Ventura, just said. We are Tim and Julie Harris. We are going to give you guys a really, uh, I think, a very intense call today on 12 signs you have an entrepreneurial mindset. Um, Julie, I was just over on the private Facebook page. I'm sorry, I'm a little distracted mm-hmm. at the start of the show because I was just basically blown away yes. by how many cool entrepreneurially minded uh, coaching <laughs> members are doing really crazy. Did you see? Or have you been over there? I know. It's awesome. They're doing such a great job. I know. I'm so excited. So listen, yeah. all of, I'm gonna I, just real quick. Uh, and the first name, Julie, I'm leaving that one for you to pronounce. I believe it's Anna, Anya, Anya Sardi. Uh, yes. You can do that one. Anya, I know who you're talking about. Yes. Okay. All right. So Anya, you you're. Uh, yes. Go ahead. I, go ahead, Julie. Read okay. So listen, guys. Anya, over, well, over on over on our private Facebook page. Uh, that is where all of our members are providing. So it's essentially our online community where you guys can support each other. And uh, Anya did such a wonderful thing here. It really kind of blew, blew me away. And then there's someone underneath, too. I don't know if you saw uh, Judy's uh, post as well. So give those folks some recognition. Let's yes. encourage others to do what they're doing. Go ahead. All right. This is so cool from Anya Sierdzinska, possibly. <laughs> she knows who she is. Okay. She said, Anya says, hi from Atlanta, everyone. Just a few photos from my Pumpkins for a Purpose. What a great title. Pumpkins for a Purpose charity pumpkin patch this weekend. I started this tradition thanks to Coach Rochelle three years ago, and we've been growing bigger and bigger every year. We're raising money for Childhood Cancer Organization, the Rally Foundation for uh, Childhood Cancer Research. I've partnered with my lender this year, and we added another local sponsor. It's fun, a fun way to do something good for others while branding your business as well. She's got a great banner out front that says Pumpkins for a Purpose. It's got her logo and her sponsors on there. She's got some really beautiful pictures, people having a great time. Just looks like a super fun event. Very well done, Annie. And thank you so much for posting your pictures and setting an example and raising and the bar for these uh, events. Go ahead. Well, what this was is it's a building on the idea that we did when Julie and I were selling real estate where we would do our annual pumpkin patch, and she looks like she's taking this to a totally different level, and it's in her front yard, which is really cool. She's got a huge front yard like we did in New Albany, which is great. You know, and so for those of you guys who don't know what we're talking about, she, you know, she's got face painters there. She's got, uh, she had a clown there doing, uh, you know, balloon animals, and uh, the clown wasn't too creepy. And she had somebody playing live, live music on her porch. Looks like maybe her son. Um, and yeah, the whole point of it was basically people in the neighborhood would show up and they'd purchase pumpkins, and the proceeds, I'm sure, were going to that foundation. And I have to say that absolutely uh, touches me in a very deep way because it's the continuation of an idea that Julie had forever ago and to see that uh, you guys are taking these ideas and making them so much better and making it so that those ideas that Julie had like 20 years ago are now benefiting you know thousands of people that really reinforces the fact that we're on the right path and we're being true to our purpose and Julie let's talk about Judy Richardson these boxes I want to know where she got these talk about oh that. yeah I just had that a second it's ago. just right underneath, it. it's right underneath it by the way hold on yes. Julie Ania I want you to seriously consider not torturing people that don't speak Russian and just make your first name Anne and get rid of the Ania. We're not asking you to lose your identity. Just make it so that for the rest of us who don't know how to pronounce 
uh, Slavic words that we're not uh, having to, you know, basically deal with that. If you're dealing with people that don't speak uh, Russian, or I think it's Russian, then they're not necessarily going. That might be a reason enough for them not to call you because they're going to have a hard time uh, pronouncing your name. So just make it easy on the rest of us, yeah. and maybe just consider using the name Anne. All right. So Julie, and don't take that offense. Okay, Julie, it wasn't meant as an offense. Nope. Yes, Judy, go ahead, Julie. Judy Kerr Richardson. She says, I'm ready for a little reverse trick-or-treating next week, and she's got these really cool door hanger boxes. On the side it says, buying or selling a home shouldn't be scary. And then on the other side it's got her picture and her contact information. These are boxes that you uh, fold up and put candy in those. And I know, you know, Coach Rochelle posts this source, this resource on the Facebook page fairly regularly. So I'll ask her to yeah. uh, put that up again because I don't have it off the top of my head. But we will post where you get those. They're really cool. And I like the idea of reverse trick-or-treating because, you know, we like to poke fun at agents well, we did. for gathering their holiday candy. Well, now she's giving it out instead. That's better. Well, so if you guys want to do a, a lower-cost version of that, um, I actually remember, you know, Coach Rochelle's been with Julie and I for 20 years. And I remember in New Albany, uh, Rochelle and Julie basically got a whole bunch of bags and put a whole bunch of candy in these little bags and put ribbons around them. And then I forget what the little card was that you guys stuck in the bags. But when the kids came by, we gave them these, you know, beautiful bags full of candy, and there was a little low-level solicitation that was within the bag. So if you guys want to do something similar to that, it's a great way for you to let folks know, hey, guess what? Your neighbor sells real estate. Oh, and by the way, they give away great candy. <laughs> Bonus. Yeah, that's right. So, so, you remember the, so the year we were down. attacked because of the Cheryl's cookies, and they like actually like raided the oh, house? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> we bought Cheryl's cookies. Totally that's right. That. <laughs> we did. All right, so this. Steve Young. Steve Young, uh, congratulations on starting your TFW. I appreciate the fact you're keeping all, track of all that on a dry erase board. And I'm going down. Oh, Andrea Cooper, of course, did a great job. And, of course, Andrea Essay, of course, because you do a great job across the board uh, with her Halloween uh, candy give-outs. I'm looking just at all these great entrepreneurially-minded agents yeah. on our private Facebook page, which makes me incredibly proud of all of you guys. Um, so listen, for those of you guys who are in our mastermind, those of you guys who helped make Harris Rules the number one international bestseller that it is, and we are told that actually Harris Rules might become one of the uh, top-selling books uh, in real estate ever, which is kind of, I think, bizarre and amazing. But anyway, it's on the, based on what it's currently selling, it looks like that's what's going to happen. So again, thank you for all of, the, all of you for helping us to make that happen. Those of you guys who purchased the book and ideally left us a great review on Amazon, we are doing this mastermind. It is free for the next 90 days. The mastermind's point is really to get you guys totally and completely energized and focused for 2018 so you can roll into the year with massive momentum. And this is an official announcement for all, these, all those of you who are obviously in the mastermind but also a premier coach members, we are going to integrate the real estate game. So this is your homework. So if you're a premier coaching member and you're in the private mastermind group, so if you're not a premier coaching member, but you're in the mastermind group because you purchased the book, you're not going to have access to this. So your easy answer there is just to join premier coaching. But for those of you who are in both, I want you to go to the member site and download something called the daily real estate game. We're going to start using that Success as part game. of the mastermind. I'm sorry, Julie. Just this, it's called the success game for premier members who are using the search bar, success game. Okay. will get you there. Okay, success game. Can you confirm that, Julian? Pop over to the site and make sure that's how yes. it's tagged. Okay, so it's called yep. success game. And what the success Daily game success is basically – 
daily success game, what it is basically, it's just a simple form that I want you guys to print out and print out the number of uh, these that are commensurate with the number of days you're going to be working the next, uh, the, the rest of the year. Uh, and you guys know what I'm talking about. We talked about that on the first mastermind. Uh, and then what you need to do is every single day for the days that you're going to be working, play the daily success game and then post your results on the private Facebook page. A lot of you guys are asking for more accountability and you're asking for more, I think, uh, seeing that other people are basically on the same path as you, and I, and I couldn't think of a better way for us to do it more efficiently than using the resources that you guys already have at your fingertips. So the topic of today's podcast is a simple question that Julie and I thought of, and it's 12 signs you have an entrepreneurial mindset. And as we are going through these, we really kind of had some chuckles because it's kind of obvious as you go through these points if you do or you don't. But what's fascinating is some of you who do occasionally and don't most of the time. So when you're going through this list with Julie as she's presenting this information, I strongly suggest that you seriously ask yourself, if these are qualities that I have, how can I have more of them? And if these aren't qualities I have at all, how can I actually create these qualities in my life because really at the end of the day you guys are real estate agents you're realtors you may many of you work for a broker and I get all that but you guys are entrepreneurs you guys are business owners you guys are in charge of your own fate you have the freedom to succeed or you have the freedom to fail so whether you think of yourselves as entrepreneurs or not you are you work for yourself so that's a mindset that can work for you and that's a mindset that can work against you the benefit of working for yourself is there's no one really to hold you accountable the benefit of working for yourself is there's no one to tell you what to do and when to do it, right? But that's also the cost of working for yourself because really, if you don't have someone telling you what to do, when to do it, and how to do it, chances are you're not going to do a whole heck of a lot because every single person knows intuitively that external accountability results in you getting more done. It's the reason that Julie and I torture ourselves every single day going to Orange Theory. <laughs> and so many of you guys are also me. participating. Yes, you guys are all participating in the uh, you know 90-day challenge, the, the total effing war, 10 10 challenge where your your goal is to take at least 10 listings and lose at least 10 pounds obviously adjust accordingly um, and that is about uh, the accountability and the group and posting on Facebook that's about accountability to helping you accomplish those goals in the next 90 days and we're intentionally asking you to do these things at a time of year where you probably have historically slacked off because we know you know that if you kick ass in the last quarter you're gonna have a great first quarter then a fantastic rest of your year so Julie let's Let's roll right in unless you have any other yep. folks you'd like nope, to acknowledge. You got it. Yes. Well, there was one on Facebook who's doing a homeowner's workshop and already has 35 confirmed reservations and she's a week out. So another person taking initiative, not being asleep at the wheel fourth quarter. So nice job on that. Okay. So here's the thing. Be introspective. You might find that you're more of an entrepreneur at heart than you are in reality based on some of these points. Decide what you're going to do about it. We're going to present uh, the findings. A lot of this came from some various different research, but Entrepreneur Magazine had some of these facts, and then, of course, our own research. But I want you to take each of these and put a check mark next to it if you're, like, totally on top of that, and circle it and write, take action on this if you're not. So speaking of taking action, that is our very first point of the entrepreneurial mindset. You take action. Barbara Corcoran, who's the founder of the Corcoran Group and co-star of the Shark Tank on TV, says that people who have a concept but not necessarily a detailed strategy are more likely to have the entrepreneur, what we call je ne sais quoi. Uh, it, basically, they've got it. Even the, And I thought that was interesting. Even if they don't know what to do with it yet, and what does that mean in real estate? We're talking about earn while you learn. They let go of the perfectionist. 
So, in fact, Corcoran believes that those who study business may be prone to overanalyzing situations versus taking action. I wonder how many of our listeners are guilty of that. So what's the solution? What's the action? Follow your real estate treasure map, your 90-day massive action plan, or your survival plan. Follow it. Don't just write it down. The result of any of these plans is the daily schedule, which reflects your goals. Remember that 90% of your time should be spent in action during the day versus the typical agent who spends 90% of their time getting ready to get started. They spend all their time actually avoiding the action. So which is it for you? This is probably not the same for you every single day. Maybe you start and Monday is your best day of the week because you're ready to go, you're rested from the weekend, or maybe Monday is your worst day. Be introspective and decide what you're going to do about the taking action part. If I were to follow you around, how much time is actually in action? So point number two of entrepreneurial mindset. You might be surprised at this one. You're actually scared. That's right. The research reveals that entrepreneurs, by and large, are actually scared, but it's not a negative attribute. In fact, having a level of fear is what makes many entrepreneurs, what Tim, you call it, being frosty. Fear keeps you alive. It creates focus and drive to succeed no matter what. Susan Jeffers wrote a book that I often use in coaching. It's called Feel the Fear and Do It Anyway. Here's a quote from her. Pushing through fear is less frightening than living with the bigger underlying fear that comes from a feeling of helplessness. I thought that was a great quote. Pushing through it is actually less fearful than living with the underlying fear that comes from feeling helpless. This is the one truth that some people have difficulty understanding. When you push through it, you're going to feel a sense of relief as your feeling of helplessness subsides. You will wonder why you did not take action sooner. You'll become more and more aware that you can truly handle anything that, life's ha that life hands you. You see this, Tim, time and time again on the private Facebook page where somebody says, I finally decided to call my past client list after ignoring them for 10 years or what have you, and you're not going to believe it. It's always you're, the, you're not going to believe it, even though you and I, we, of we course, we believe about, it. We talked <laughs> about ahead. psychological fear versus real fear the other day, mm -hmm. and I think it's, worth, it's worth, worth re mentioning now in case you guys are just listening to us for the first time because here's the real truth. The fear that you feel every single day, if anything, you know, doing with real estate, is all psychological fear, which is also ego fear. So uh, everything that is basically news media, everything that's surrounding you is designed to basically motivate you out of your uh, subconscious reaction to fear. So when you feel fear, you have a release of chemicals in your body, and it causes you to feel a certain way. That, feel of, that certain way results in you having a reaction of being like myopic. In other words, you are you're not able to make decisions, and most people hit the ground. Again, we talked about this the other day. Without talking about any particular horrible shooting incident in particular, um, the, the fact is, is that most people innately think that when being shot at, you're supposed to basically hit the ground, where the reality of it is, is you just make yourself an easy target. When being shot at, you run, and that's, you know, that's a, an interesting little thing for you to think about. If you're being shot at right now, how many of you would just basically hit the ground? That is your fear reaction, and by the way, that is an example of real fear, not psychological fear. So getting shot at is real fear, and you run like hell. Getting attacked by a bear is real fear, and you run like hell, right? Getting, uh, having to worry about calling an expired or a FISBO or having to have a conversation with the seller about repositioning their house on the market to correctly reflect the buyer's expectation, a.k.a. price reduction, that's not real fear. That's psychological fear. That's your ego manifesting 
failure. That's your ego saying you can't do it. That's your ego causing you to question yourself. That's your ego saying, oh, you better be prepared for all sorts of additional data, and what if they ask you this question or that question, or what happens if they react this way or that way? That's your ego telling you that you can't do it. That is a fear then that you reinforce with basically everything you do in your life. When you go anywhere and you listen to anything and you read anything, almost all of it is all designed to trigger that fear response. Why? Because when you feel fear, you have a little chemical release in your body. And that chemical release in your body that is now believed has become essentially an addiction, and I don't like that word, but an addiction of virtually everybody. And if you want proof of it, here it is. Again, we mention this all the time on this podcast, and I think those of you guys who are truly struggling with making a change, start with this. Completely go media-free. Literally purge yourself from every form of media that there is. Stop listening to the radio. Stop watching TV. Stop basically listening to anything that basically is designed to make you feel fear. And it, by the way, it's everything. And when you do that, you're quickly going to discover the first reaction emotionally you feel is similar to withdrawal. Like if you're coming off coffee or those of you who smoked who you know, quit nicotine, you go through withdrawal symptoms. And you will as well when you cut media out. And that is because you have a chemical reaction or rather a chemical addiction to feeling a certain emotion which basic, or feeling a certain chemical release which only comes from you feeling fear. It's interesting, isn't it? And, again, the bottom line is, is when you feel fear, the feel of real fear of physical harm, you know, the bear chasing you, and the psychological fear of calling that FISBO, your reaction is the same. And that's the epiphany that I want all of you guys to have, that your innate reaction is the same to do nothing, to hit the ground. Oh, my God, Tim, what are you telling me? I have to call a FISBO. You hit the ground. You wall up. That's, that's where you go into this getting ready to get started stage. That's where all of a sudden you basically stop taking action. You stop doing nothing. And you basically succumb to buying leads. And you become just like everybody else, which results in essentially more fear. Oh, my God, what do you mean if I don't buy the leads, somebody else is basically going to get my competitors going to buy the leads? Oh, my gosh, what are you telling me? The zip code. I have to make a decision on buying the zip code, Mr. Lead Seller. Somebody else is going to get it. They're playing into your fear. That's all they're doing. They're not trying to make you better. They're trying to take advantage of you. You guys got to see it for what it is. You're being manipulated. You're being gamed. You got to start saying hell no when those sons of bitches call you. And you got to be willing to basically accept the fact that you probably, well, not probably, you do have an addiction to fear. And tra please, please seriously consider going media free. Next point, Julie. You're resourceful. One of my favorite TV shows growing up was MacGyver, confides Tony, I don't know how to say the last name, lifelong entrepreneur and CEO of Las Vegas-based Zappos. Why MacGyver? Because he never had exactly the resources he needed, but would somehow figure out how to make everything work. Ultimately, I think that's what being an entrepreneur is all about. It's not about having enough resources, he explains, but being resourceful with what you do have. That's so important in real estate. This means letting go of the excuse that you don't have what it takes. This comes up in lots of different ways that we hear as coaches, like, oh, I don't have the experience yet. I don't have the right computer. I don't have the right phone system. My computer's broken. My email's down. Oh, my God, how many times we hear that, right? I can't prospect until I have my scripts memorized, and they're perfect. Oh, here's one. I'm with the wrong broker, okay? That's not having enough resources excuse. Be more like MacGyver. Taking action is more important than being perfect, having the right tools, systems, etc. Remember to earn while you learn. That's what entrepreneurs do. Be the MacGyver of real estate. 
just figure it out. You know, Tim, I always think, you know, when we had our trip to Italy and our friend Michelle, who had like every single type of, you know, gadget for, for, you know, photography, right? That was her thing. And if she didn't have it, it's like somehow she figured out how to fix it with like tape and spit, you know, and like then all of a sudden she could convert the photos in the middle of Europe with no other resources. She was our MacGyver on that trip. She didn't say, no, I can't do it. She said, let me figure it out. So how many times in real estate do we avoid that and use excuses instead? So I'll leave that point to hang over them for a second. Okay, here's a big one. Number four, as an entrepreneur, you obsess over cash flow. Prior to found Prior to founding BrainShark, a Waltham, Massachusetts-based provider of sales productivity software, a guy named Joe Gustafson bootstrapped a venture called Relational Courseware. All I ever thought about was cash flow and liquidity, he admits. There were seven times in the company's eight-year history when I was days or hours away from payroll and I didn't have enough cash to make it. What is the product of your real estate practice? Profit. Some of you guys still like to argue about that. Tracking where your income is now versus where you need it to be is a sign of business maturity and an entrepreneurial mindset. How many agents can't even define what it is they want, what they've made year to date, and what they need to close the gap? That's what the treasure map is for, by the way, all of the plans that we give you as premier coaching members. So here is the action step. Be sure that you know certain things at all times. This is an entrepreneurial mindset. Cash flow required to fuel your basic monthly expenses. Don't go around guessing at that. Cash flow required to keep your taxes paid on time. Cash flow required to fuel the lifestyle of your dreams. This includes things like paying off debt, building up your cash reserves, paying cash for all expenses going forward. By the way, this is outlined in quite detail uh, in Harris Rule's book, if you're confused on this at all. You need to know how many transactions based on your average net commission you've got to create to meet or exceed your goals. Don't guess at it. Don't just throw out things that sound good. Well, I'm going to do 50 deals next year. Maybe you don't need to do 50. Maybe you need to do 150. Don't guess. How many listings does it take to create that number of transactions? That's your magic number. All of our business plans focus on the profit-driven numbers tracking. And Tim, I think you'll agree that these guys, some of them, not all of them, some of them have really embraced this, but some of them avoid knowing the real numbers because it's too scary to them. And well, I would, so, contend, Julie, I would you, agree with Susan Jeffers, you know, not knowing is more scary than knowing, even if knowing it kind of freaks you out a little bit sometimes. Your example, your example from this Brain Sharks guy is just basically mm-hmm. reminds me why real estate is such a gorgeous business. Because in real estate, you don't have to pay for product and you don't have to have a bunch of staff. Right. You, guys, look, read the Harris Rules and you're going to feel, uh, many of you are going to feel the biggest weight ever being lifted off your shoulders because we're telling you guys how to basically create a very, very profitable business where your profits are at least 50%. You make 10000 you keep at least 5000 but realistically, most of you guys should be keeping, you know, before taxes, you guys should be keeping close to 80%. No one else is saying that right now because what happens is everyone else that's in our space, everyone that basically is in a uh, position where they can be on stage in front of real estate agents have pretty much all been subverted by people who are trying to sell leads or banks. I mean, there's a major... You know, one of our main competitors, the guy is sponsored by Zillow and by Bank of America. And when you guys go to their events, all they're really going to do is they're always going to circle back around to buying leads because that's who's paying him to do the event. Duh. 
So, you know, that's the reason you guys don't have profits. That's the reason you guys, no one's saying, hey, Mr. Agent, how much profit are you making? Your accountant doesn't even tell you that probably. Many of you guys have just accepted the fact that it's okay to have a before-tax profit of 10 or 15%. Here's a little interesting fact. Steve Murray from Real Trends, he's quoted all the time, makes the top lists of the top big real estate agents in the country for uh, Wall Street Journal, you know, about the most credible guy in real estate as there is. We had him on this very podcast, and he said straight up that most brokerages make 3 to 5% before tax profit, and most people with teams make right around a 10% before tax profit. I'm here to tell you guys that that is insane, and that isn't the way it was, say, only 10 or 15 years ago. 15 years ago, when you had a uh, brokerage, you weren't just sucking it out, making 3 to 5% uh, before tax profit. And when you had a team, when you had staff, you had staff so that you could make more money, so that not so that you basically were running an adult daycare and burning all your profit away, trying to buy buyer leads to feed buyers agents it has guys it has gotten to the point where some of you don't know any better to know that what you're doing is not ever going to result in you getting rich and rich is where your money's working for you and you no longer have and no longer have to work for money so if you don't have profit you're never going to be able to reinvest that money ideally in rental properties that's not okay that's not running a business that's basically having a job where your boss doesn't really know what he or she is doing so we walk you through all this and i know it's going to be a better pill for many of you to swallow uh, just read Harris Rules, um, and you guys will get it. And go to Amazon and read the book. Next point, Julie. Next point is you don't ask for permission as an entrepreneurial-minded person. Stefan Burke, founder and CEO of Vancouver, British Columbia-based Incognito Software, says that true entrepreneurial types are more likely to ask for forgiveness than permission, forging ahead to address the opportunities or issues they recognize. Now, this does not mean ignoring the do-not-call list. What it does mean is having the fortitude to do what other agents don't do and to do it at the highest level possible. For example, do use a pre-listing package. I don't care if nobody in your office does it. That doesn't mean that it doesn't make you different and give you value. Okay? And if you're going to do it, make sure it's got killer, unique selling propositions, You know, like we coach you to do, even if no one else you know is doing it, especially when no one else you know is doing it. Do use a proven listing presentation every time on every listing opportunity. Do use a buyer presentation, which results in a signed buyer agency agreement. Stop using your market, your broker, your habits as an excuse not to be aggressive. Listing and buyer clients want you to lead the way. And I'm going to turn it over to you, Tim, so I can scoot to Premier. Yes, so those of you guys who are in Premier Coaching, always attend Julie's calls, the coaching calls she does live, so you guys can interact directly with her. She always loves uh, that opportunity to get to know so many of you on a personal level. That's right, Premier Coaching is actually conducted by uh, who was uh, you know Julie Harris, who is the number one real estate coach in the nation, according to many. So look, guys, here's the bottom line. Um, entrepreneurs, you are business owners. You need to think of yourselves that way. Here we are in fourth quarter. Here we are talking about Halloween. And I know many of you are already checking out. Many of you are already emotionally saying, well, I gave it my best shot. Screw it for the rest of the year. And I'm challenging you to stop that pattern of basically bad behavior because it's going to result in you having a terrible fourth quarter, obviously, but also a terrible first quarter, a terrible Christmas, a terrible everything. Stop being lazy. Guys, listen, you can absolutely own the market in fourth quarter. We loved fourth quarter when we sold real estate because all of our competitors were basically stopped. They stopped working. So it's easy for us to go after the expireds. And yes, every time we call somebody, we'd hear them say, well, my agent, you know, an expired. My agent said, no, 
house is selling the you know in the winter, and so I'm just going to take it off the market till the spring. And so we'd ask the question. This is all part of Premier Coaching, Mr. Seller. I appreciate the fact, and there are a lot of agents that tell sellers that. But let me ask you a question. If I could prove to you beyond a shadow of a doubt that there was actually a financial advantage to you having the house for sale now. In other words, you could actually make more money now than if uh, than waiting for the spring. Would you still want to wait? And then he'd always then say, well, no, I mean, I obviously want to make the most money I can from the sale of the house. And then you could just show him the statistics, which you guys can pull out of your, the MLS, validating the fact that the sellers do have a tenancy, the houses do have a tendency to sit on the market slightly longer. But when they sell, they sell for closer to the list price. And that is a fact that you guys can validate through your own research in the MLS. See, guys, this is all about skills. So listen, I have to go to a coaching call as well. Speaking of skills, help somebody make a lot of money in fourth quarter. If there's anything that we can do for you, always feel free to contact us directly, Tim at TimAndJulieHarris.com or Julie at TimAndJulieHarris.com. You guys have a fantastic day. We'll talk with you on the show tomorrow. This program has been a presentation by Tim and Julie Harris Real Estate Coaching. For more information on our real estate coaching and training programs, visit our website at timandjulieharris.com. Remember to tune in weekdays at noon for upcoming shows. And until next time, thank you for listening to Real Estate Coaching Radio with Tim and Julie Harris. This podcast is a part of the C-Suite Radio Network. For more top business podcasts, visit c-suiteradio.com.